Books That Go Boom, The Explosive Effects of Books, an article by Michael Wagner from the November 2006 issue of Reformed Perspective magazine. Be nice to your books, or at least to the good ones. Throughout history, books have played a central role in the transmission of information both for good and bad, but they have been especially important in the flourishing of Christianity. This is the main theme of a booklet by Klaus Bockmuehl called Books, God's Tools in the History of Salvation. In referring to the importance of books, Bockmuehl goes so far as to say that, quote, books make history, much more so than the wars we always hear about in the history books, unquote. Ninety-five Theses of the Book Renewal movements within Christianity have been especially dependent upon books as an instrument for disseminating ideas and encouraging positive change. The Reformation itself provides a remarkable example of this phenomenon. Quote, Luther made extensive use of the medium of pamphlets or short tracts. In each of them, some urgent question of the day could be taken up and dealt with. We are to think even of the 95 Theses, less as a piece of parchment nailed to the door of the castle church at Wittenberg, but rather as going out in the form of one of the most widely and rapidly distributed pamphlets of the time, unquote. The spread of literature was a central feature in the success of the Reformation. This was true not only with respect to Luther, but also other important reformers. Quote, Calvin provided hard-pressed fellow believers in France with the weapons of theological literature. Wherever he or his messengers would not be free to travel, his writings made their impact instead. Secular history has shrewdly observed that John Knox achieved the breakthrough for the Reformation in his native Scotland through a pamphleteering campaign of six successive tracts. Here again, one man, and from exile at that, reached the masses of a nation, bypassing the ruling class. The printed word turned out to be the lever with which the enemy was lifted from his saddle." Unquote. Of course, books can also be used for bad purposes. Revolutionaries have utilized literature to spread their ideas and shape people's thinking. In the 18th century, for example, French intellectuals relied heavily on the writing and publishing of materials to lay the groundwork for the Revolution of 1789. Communists in Russia did much the same thing in the early 20th century, setting the stage for the Russian Revolution of 1917. For good or for evil. But books also contributed to the ultimate undoing of the Russian Revolution. Perhaps the greatest Russian dissident was Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Bachmiel notes that Solzhenitsyn emerged as, quote, a world force through his books. Had he said all the things that he wrote, in the classroom or in the streets of the town where he was living as a mathematics teacher, the world would have heard nothing of it. But the fact that he wrote, and that it was duplicated, printed, and spread, proves that compared with the spoken word, the written word is, as it were, like dynamite, unquote. Indeed, there is a great battle going on between Christianity and secular humanism. In this conflict, quote, Books are carriers and communicators of ideas of the utmost importance. Not in vain do we talk of the explosive effect of this or that book. Books are able to carry powerful ideas into the hinterlands of the spiritual enemy. Bachmiel compares books to dynamite and speaks of their explosive effect. He's speaking figuratively, of course, but he's trying to convey the dramatic impact on human life that can result from the publishing of certain books. Just think of the effect of Charles Darwin's The Origin of the Species on subsequent history to note just one significant example. Hug a Christian publisher today. So be nice to your books, at least your good books. Good books can contribute in important ways to human well-being, such as communicating spiritual and theological truth. That being the case, it's easy to see the significance of publishing. 
Bachmiel even states that he considers, quote, the Christian publisher and bookseller, a full-time worker for God's kingdom, just as much as the preacher and pastor, unquote. Books are significant weapons in the spiritual war, and Christian publishers supply these weapons to the soldiers in God's army. You should be nice to Christian publishers then, too. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. You are welcome to make copies and give them to those in need. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. It is likely that the sermon or book that you just listened to is also available on cassette or video, or as a printed book or booklet. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle is adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.